All right. Hello. Welcome, everybody. This is Stop Questioning Everything, the official Drug Receipts podcast at the convergence of art and technology, bridging the gap between IRL and URL. Uh, we are the only brand consistently delivering mind-altering substance. Um, we promote the pillars of art and subversion, science and skepticism, and community and sport. I'm your host, Arlo Eisenberg. Today is September 29th. 2022 here in America. It is already September 30th in New Zealand. This is episode number 18, and we've got a great show for you today. Uh, we are in the midst of the drug war, so there's going to be a lot of that content today. Um, we're going to recap round one because we have finished the entire first round of the drug wars. All 64 teams that made it into the tournament have competed. Uh, and as of today, we have kicked off round number two. So we'll do a, a deeper dive on the 32 teams that have moved on. We are in the round of 32 teams now. We'll share some highlights from round one, including some standout propaganda. We'll review some of the results from round one, and we will look into and take a preview at some of the action to come up in the second round. Um, we will also let you know if uh, any more bounties were claimed in the final division matchup from round one. And we'll do a deeper dive on bosses. We've got some boss rounds coming up in the not too distant future. So we will look into that. What does it mean? Who are at stake? Uh, and on that note, we have some very special guests that have joined us since we are so mired in this gamification of drug receipts. We've brought on some, uh, or we've asked, invited on, I should say, some gaming experts, some Web3 gaming experts. So we will be visited by Fresco and Kaz of Arcade. Looking forward to speaking with them. Uh, if you are listening on a streaming service, just remember that this is a YouTube stream. So we will be sharing some visual content. We, as I mentioned, we're going to review some of the propaganda that our drug snugglers contributed to the drug war. So there will be a lot of visual aids. We'll try and do our best to describe what you're looking at. But we always recommend watching. Oh, and... Did I say follow us on our socials <laughs> at Drug Receipts um, on Twitter, on Instagram? Uh, if you're not subscribed to our channel on YouTube, please subscribe. And best experience with anything that we do on any platform in Drug Receipts is when you're also following along in our Discord. So if you're not already a member of our Discord server, please join us there. Uh, there's always great conversation going on and people are following along and listening to these YouTube streams live and adding commentary and other supplemental materials. Um, and if you are a member of our Discord channel, then we'll see you in there. So let's bring up Jesse and Trevor, and we will start off with some brief routine checkup before we get into our special guest. Wow, the boy I again. love that sound. Whoa. Uh. I Trevor, I did not realize this was going to be such a badass episode of uh, routine checkup. What's the, what's yeah. the occasion? Uh, top cats in holiday mode, my friend. So yeah. uh, you know, no, I'm, I'm I'm in Australia, and I'm just celebrating the fact that the sun is shining because in New Zealand, we don't really see that much of the sun this time of the year. And when I got here, it's now it's hot. I'm in a t-shirt. I'm actually very hot, wishing that I had less than a t-shirt on, but that would be inappropriate for our viewership uh and the sun shining yeah yeah i did want to steal your thunder that's your signature you know and yeah so i thought i'm looking out today because i'm in my mother's house and there's people inside so i'm outside 
the neighbours are probably listening into this one-way conversation thinking, what on earth is this guy talking about? And uh, I'm looking straight into the sun, so hence the sunglasses. Otherwise, I'd oh. be squinting uh, at the camera and that'd be a bad look. So put up with the sunnies. But, hey, it's something new. Trevor, do you, do you actually Rocket. have more more gel in your hair or do the glasses just make it look like there's more gel, I don't gel in your know. hair? I don't uh, use gel. I use a little bit of... I use pomade because... Honestly, know. I think it's the filter because it's like the way it's like cropping you out. It's making it a little spikier on top than, than it normally would look. Yeah. Whatever. All, all around a, a badass, a little badass appearance there. Yeah. Top Cat gone badass. We'll Holiday mode. Here it is. Yeah. Top Cat after it, it, dark. It, If like this it. is the look you'd rather see, no, I don't even want to get into that. Let's uh, let's move right along. Hi, Jesse. Jesse. Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? <laughs> I didn't expect yeah. to come on so soon. I was literally going to put on my eyelashes. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, as, as I got out the glue, Arlo was like, we're going to bring on Jesse next. I'm like, oh, my God. <sighs> so I should have gone with the top cap method of yep. Sunny's. Jesse, I'm following your run of show. If, if you ever need time to put on your makeup, then just put yourself later in the show. No worries. Oh, yeah, I forgot I can do that. You're in charge of this, Jesse. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> we might have a Greg moment. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's so I want to start moment. really quickly because we have so much drug wars on the slate. I do want to acknowledge another competition that's wrapping up tomorrow. Uh, so I want to last um, call to get those entries in. We have the Skeptics and Sinners um, competition promotion going on right now. It's a flash fiction. So it's really, it's only been this week, but we encourage drug snugglers to write fiction. Uh, write a screenplay, film a little <laughs> short clip. I mean, however you want to do it, do a graphic novel. I mean, all you know, we're not looking for really long form stuff here, but just enough to get your idea across. Basically, the only prompt was that it's got to be about the drug receipts character. Essentially, you're drugging, uh, creating drug receipts lore, but incorporating at least one of the skeptical traits that we have in the collection. So whether it be the Ecree candle, the flim flam glasses, um, or Occam's razor. So those, the call for submissions will end midnight tomorrow, 11.59 p.m. tomorrow, um, central time here. Um, so open up your, your clock calculators or tr uh, translators, however you do it. Um, but figure out it ends in, in something just over 24 hours from now. Wow. Um, so get those entries in. And there's a trip to Las Vegas is on the line to join us at the Skeptic Conference and a suitcase, I understand. There's a suitcase that comes with that trip to Vegas, or at least that was my interpretation of Jesse's announcement in uh, in the Discord today. Is that right? You get a lawyer in a suitcase when you what was the announcement when you arrive <laughs> in Vegas. It's true. <laughs> it's, that dude, that's the surprise and delight. Damn that's it. the surprise and delight. Damn well, it! I'm definitely that. surprised. That is news to me. But yeah, you'll are have to you tell delighted? More about that. Yes, yes. yes. I'm a lawyer definitely in a surprised. Suitcase. That's all you need when you go to Vegas. Oh, uh, John, do we have the the uh, the card Let's show for it. Skeptics and Sinners? I'm there really interested to see uh, what people come up with with this. This is another one. Like the law part of drug wars, which we're going to get into, has been, to me, the most exciting part of it all. Uh, so I'll be really interested to see what people do with this. I'm yeah, this is Vegas, a competition right? about lore. And also, so there's a trip to the Skeptic Conference in Vegas is on the line, but also each one of those NFTs that are featured there in our little jackpot. Um, each one of those NFTs also is up. Um, so those will be included in the prize purse. You'll get one of each of the drug, re drug receipts NFTs that includes a skeptical trait. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thanks for that, Joellen. 
Oh, my network. And I can see Jessie's got her Ecri candle. Oh, no, she's going the live on camera. There you go. Here it oh, is. I, was, How to I put just want to see if I can this do This has it. turned into a makeup 101. Aren't those videos, that, it might go more viral. I've seen my daughter watches those and they get millions of views, like how to put on fake eyelashes. Guys, this yes, is marketing I. right here. <laughs> Wes wasn't uh, on the run sheet. Have we got off, have we got off book already? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. I've just closed um, a ton of tabs. Hopefully that will help my stream. See if I'm lagging. Can you all hear me? We're good. So We're good. Uh, speaking um, of law, can we move into... <laughs> that was the worst segue ever. <laughs> Should we move back into drug wars? Is that is that what we're here to do now? Yeah, let's, let's yeah, kick it off. Let's, yeah, let's get it going. So, okay. Jesse, I think what would be nice is just to give a... a brief recap summary of what drug wars is for any new listeners that we have just to set the stage so that for the rest of the episode when we when we bring on Kaz and Fresco as we're talking about it everybody can enjoy it and will understand kind of where we are so what is drug wars Jesse I'm Arlo I am so glad you asked drug wars is a 64 team bracket style competition where the best curated sets of four drug receipts can compete against one another in a face-off with a prize pool at the end worth over $20,000 USD. Um, it's really, really cool. It's basically like Pokemon meets um, March Madness meets um, democracy meets bigger questions of corruption, bribery. Um, just kidding. But really, it's really cool. It's basically, it's a, it's a giant tournament. And we also did something pretty legendary while we were building it. And we made this really cool token gated uh, voting system. So it is incredible. If you haven't joined, join. Join the voting. Shout out to Shay. I can see Shay's in the, in the comments there. Build those in the comments, Mandy Turk. I don't know who Garage Memories is, but Garage Memories seems to be very familiar with us. Maybe they have a different handle in other channels. Nice to see everybody tuning in. So, uh, at so one point, guys, we were planning on doing a walkthrough where we would actually go on and uh, I think we're going to show how the voting works. Does that mean Don's got to to share Don, his screen and Don, go through the voting? Don, Here Don, it comes. Don, Here it comes. Don. Guys, uh, <laughs> real quick, if you ever want to know who is always down and who is about it don is always down and about it so shout out don yeah is don actually going to cast a vote live while we all watch (laughs) (laughs) that could be some controversy yeah so we are we're looking at the battle arena the battle arena is available to anyone at battlearena.drugreceipts.com it's where all the active battles take place um we've always got uh four matchups running through the first round. We ran four matchups every day. Um, The matchups are live for 23 hours at a time. There's a clock right there in the middle. You can share any of the battles from the little buttons right between the two cards. Um, And you can flip either of the battle cards to read the lore on the back, or you can just log out completely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was, that was actually not Don sharing his screen. That was Greg. So then you wonder why that went as smoothly as it did. That was definitely a, a Greg screen share there. But thanks. Nice A for effort. 
Anyway, so yeah, we built a. I don't know. Sorry, guys, we built like a revolutionary system. Hello. Yeah, the Web3 token-gated voting system is something we should be very, very proud of. Uh, it's been getting a lot of attention from other communities. Uh, we've been getting, we've been fielding requests for personal walkthroughs. It's been, it's been pretty amazing. Like there's a, you know, there's no perfect way to vote in these competitions. Most of the communities that we're in touch with, they want to do some kind of gamification and get their community in and engaged in the way that we've done here with Drug Wars. And so uh, a shout out to our dev team who have managed to figure out what is currently, we believe, to be the best Web3 uh, token-gated voting system in existence. So well, Drug Receipts, well, breaking new ground. Trevor, you have now, you have uh, actually come up with a perfect segue. So we are not experts on this. And the fact that we are even in the middle of this huge gaming campaign is a complete accident. We just sort of stumbled into it. Um, it was, you know, it came out of like or organically out of our Discord. People were just recognizing and commenting on how uh, much fun it was to connect or to collect and curate drug receipts NFTs. And so we turned that into a kind of competition. We gamified it and we've, we, we've turned it into what is now drug wars. But creating a game, if it was on a roadmap, on a roadmap, it was not, it would not have been something in, until, you know, often our distant future. And so the fact that we are just now all of a sudden, like we've pushed right to the front, this game uh, is just, uh, it was just out of left field completely. So since we're here, let's actually bring on some experts who do know a thing or two about games and we'll get their take on it. What have we mm -hmm. done right? What can we do better? What does the landscape look like for Web3 games out there? Let's, let's get some real inside information on this. So without any further hesitation, let's bring in Kaz and Fresco from Arcade. Oh, that's fanfare. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? Yes. What's up, you guys? Yeah, I love the, uh, the audience applause. That's a nice touch. <laughs> that is a live stream we pump that volume in, that, that audio in from our, our discord server everybody in the yeah. discord listening was just cheering for you guys <laughs> yeah it calms the nerves yeah i know people are on my side now guys thank you for being here jesse's gonna step off screen for a moment to put on her eyelashes but when she comes back you will hardly recognize her but it, oh there you go nice dang look It'll how fast that was effort. Excellent. Well, Amazing. When I, Who are when you? I learned, what have you done with Jesse? <laughs> well, when I learned that Fresco had gotten a haircut for this special event, oh. I had to put on some eyelashes. Step your game this up. Is, so thank you. Arlo and Trevor still have better hair than me. So, <laughs> hey, dude, no, I wouldn't even say that. Yeah, yeah. I think you're uh, uh, selling the people would. The people would. I feel like we're in good company here. It, this is a good looking crew. <laughs> Um, so guys, I'm feeling so much love for my hair today, Arlo, that I feel like I should just be doing this. Like, Part of the show, yeah. Just yeah. let your hair be together. You should move your sunglasses the, the shades. Yeah, there, you yeah. <laughs> there you go, yeah. It's tough the hair. Hairstyle. The hairdo. All right. <laughs> so, guys, we did a recap. We just sort of set the stage, let her, you know, reminded everybody kind of what Drug Wars is. The next thing I'd probably like to do is let you guys tell us what y'all do, what Arcade does. We mentioned that we kind of just stumbled into the gamification of our project, but you know there are other projects out there. Crypto Walkers, right? The, what they've been sharing looks like there's a really exciting game coming. Uh, Next Legends is just about to mint. Um, AFA's out there. You know that Fluff's going to have some kind of gamification. Um, so there's a lot of things on the horizon. And for all of us that like are kind of like you know 
buying into all these projects and supporting them, at some point there's going to come a reckoning where <laughs> if we really want to, you know, maximize our investments in these things, we're going to have to be playing these games all the time, which for some of us that have podcasts and NFT projects of our own and all these other things, it's not really feasible. And I think that's, that's sort of one of the driving inspirations behind the solutions you guys have come up with. So can you guys tell us what is Arcade? What are y'all doing? Yeah, hundred percent. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for having us, uh, Trevor, thank you for coming back from the matrix to be on this stream with us. You know, we <laughs> really appreciate it. And, uh, uh, Jesse, it's good to see you again also. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, so, uh, uh, like you were kind of alluding to Arlo, um, uh, gaming you know it, it, it is time consuming and you could only play like one game at a time right unless you've got like four eyes and like six hands uh it's not really possible right so uh what arcade's platform is you know we we aim to like solve a lot of the problems that's going on in the space right now um a couple of the things is uh, one of the main things is that we think people are playing two different games at the same time right you have your actual gamers they, you know they want to blow stuff up build a city, race a car, you know, uh, fight someone in Street Fighter, all of that. And then you have your kind of like your Web3 gamers who are kind of playing the investor game. They're trying to collect collect NFTs and flip them for a more uh, higher ranking or a higher rarity um, item. Or, you know, they're trying to go from their mutant apes to a board ape or all of that, right? So it's basically two different games being played at the same time. And, uh, you know, as far as the financial game goes, you know, it gets even deeper. There's um, there's land mechanics, there's uh, harvesting, token this, token that. And it's like really complicated. Right. And uh, what we aim to do with our platform is is separated. And the way we're doing that is we're, we're basically making a lot of these uh, gaming assets available to uh, what we call mission pool operators. And essentially a mission pool operator is anyone who likes to play games. Uh, it could be. Uh, a, a guild, uh, an individual player, an esports team, um, uh, essentially people who just want access to these assets. Because, you know, get, gamers want to play games for entertainment. You know, that's the primary factor playing a game, right? So um, we, we want to facilitate that need. And by doing so, um, the reason, you know, all of these NFTs, a lot of these gaming assets have these like crazy valuations is because there's some sort of uh, possibility of like revenue models or earnings or all of that. It does, it's not always the case, but that is kind of, you know, s some of the things we're seeing in the space, right? So what we've done in our platform is uh, we've created a uh, something called mission pools. And a mission pool is basically a, a staking pool that's directly tied to a asset. It could be an arena. Like we have a, a couple um, ASM bosses, which we're going to have ASM arenas where, you know, we're going to be able to host leagues and, uh, and tournaments and all of that. And essentially, the, uh, the arenas have a model of being able to uh, uh, extract so, some, some value from the ecosystem, right? Uh, what we're going to have is a, a mission pool that's basically going to be tied to that individual asset. It could be uh, ASM boss number five, or maybe we're going to get to name it the arcade arena. You know, it could be anything, right? And uh, it'll be it'll allow people to uh, who, who just want to, like, um, experiment with the financial models of these different ecosystems. They'll be able to do that without actually having to play the game or even having to buy the NFT. Now, it gets a little deeper than that. Like, you could be a gamer. I'm a gamer. Um, but I could only play one game at a time, right? So let's say I want to play Next Legends, but um, 
I know there's this huge tournament going on in uh, in AFA or something, right? Uh, I could be like staking my arc- arcade tokens in the uh, ASM pool while I'm playing Next Legends because I'm in, um, I'm more into boxing. So it allows people to kind of you know leverage their time um, by doing that, and it also lets people experiment with uh, certain models of different games without actually buying the nft maybe you just want to see like oh let me see what alluvian's about and how this works in alluvium or let me see uh what happens in uh in uh, gods and goblins or in uh yuga labs and their other sides or in the crypto walkers um maybe you want to just experiment with those and then you find something that you know fits fits your niche then you could make a decision to actually go ahead and buy that nft uh after you've kind of experimented with it so we kind of like you know uh solve those problems by you know giving something to the giving uh, the players access to the assets without actually having to put up you know a, a lot of capital or any at all and on the other side we give people a means of experimenting with the financial models of these games without actually having to buy the nfts or any of that uh the other part of our platform is um esports so basically taking our mission pool concept and our mission pool staking model and we're tying it into esports because i think you know we believe like that's kind of the future of where the space is headed and just gaming in general i think uh if you look at the trajectory esports is is something that's just um, projected to just you know go absolutely parabolic you know it's a it's almost a spectator sport people are spending more time you know work from home all of that so esports is actually it's one of those things that are just exploding. And the, the interesting thing about gaming and all this, you know, it, we're in like a weird space because crypto, blockchain, Web3, all of that is kind of like financial investing, all of that, while gaming is more like entertainment, right? Like people don't care if the markets are down. That's not going to prevent someone from playing a game. Like, oh no, the market's down today. I can't, I can't play Forza because the market's down. That's not how it works, right? So, uh, you know, we believe esports and all of that, regardless of market conditions. Uh, I think gaming, uh, gaming, it's, it has a place of its own. So, oh, look who it is, Brooke, the man. Good to see you, buddy. <laughs> We've but, achieved uh, yeah, full Brady Bunch. We got all is. six, all six. Uh, <laughs> 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 what happens now? What happens now? It all just explodes. We're crossing yeah, we're... the streams, Ghostbusters style. Yeah, I don't know interesting. If that's Brooke or Don. That's just popped on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, I want people to see, I don't know if you watched the podcast the other day, just how ghosty this, I don't know what's going on with this. This is not great technology. Um, but I'm always blown away. Like I got to hear like a, a little bit of the arcadeness there. What you guys are doing is so amazing. It's awesome. It's crazy. It's taken this long to get you guys on the podcast. Uh, thank you for saying that. It's, I mean, obviously we're hugely invested in like the non-fungible apps ecosystem. I think it's probably some of our biggest holdings, probably one of the biggest wallets that, that's in that ecosystem. Uh, yeah. and Brooke, everything I might have said about Dan Hooker yesterday in Discord, I take it all back. And I was just kidding. Yeah, I mean, my friend, you know, there's a there's an entire <laughs> nation of people that'll come after you if you start taking the Lord's name in vain. Here's here's something that many of the holders may or may not know. I would usually make fun of someone wearing sunglasses on a podcast, but Trevor is a fourth darn black belt. Do you guys, do you guys, do you guys know that? I'm not, I'm not joking. Trevor is a fourth darn black belt. So like Israel Adesanya is a purple belt. Do you like to do you like to bring that up sometimes, Trevor? 
I did, now and again, I also like to drop the, the fact that Israel trains with one of my best friends uh, as his striking yeah, trainer. Yeah. So we, we mix go. in very similar circles. So, yeah, I know those guys pretty well. Um, but this so, is not about beating people up. This is about segment. war. But, Brooke, you also missed a whole segment about Trevor sunglasses and hair gel. That we. Oh, yeah. He, it's, he had his sunglasses on. Apparently, his, this is my best angle. Apparently, uh -huh. this, is, this is what the people want. <laughs> what? What? So, what? what? place are you in where you would require during a podcast I, to wear sunglasses I, like I what is the combination the because i'll dox my family i'm at my mum's house and i'm in australia and the sun actually shines oh here i see i see and I i'm see staring in straight at the sun if i don't like, that's why i look so good on camera today because the sun's shining straight look can you see it in the reflection we can see the reflection from glasses we know your life. so it's 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 either squinty trevor or sunglasses trevor you take your pick so it, it, when because you guys are aware that australia because trevor is australian this is one of the when you're in an employment oh, process these days no, you're not allowed dogs. to restrict your employment um based on <laughs> if someone's australian. And new zealand has a kind of a long-standing rivalry um but this kind of sunglass wearing suntan getting hair gelling kind of action is exactly why we don't be, like it. Be careful. Be careful how far you go down this rabbit hole, Howard Smith, because I am rocking your goldens over here in uh, oh, that's good. Okay. In the motherland. Uh, We're getting so deep into I'm it. I'm educating. Yeah. Let, let, I'm educating so the Australian moving. people on what a jandal is. So there you go. Ten, ten minutes ago before I ruined this podcast, you guys were talking about <laughs> what people actually want to hear about, which is like utility, monetization, um, play and earn, all of these great things. And I came in and it's all been bullshit since then. Anyways, well, keep going. I wanted to say the reason why it took so long for us to get Arcade on the podcast is because we have a big announcement on today's show. So we've been holding them back for the big announcement. So that's coming. I don't know if I'm running ahead on the, sh on the runner show. I don't have it open, but I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I, I'll just I, drop we, that. No, we're getting there. I do want to, I want to ask a follow-up question because Kaz mm -hmm. gave us a pretty good introduction to what Arcade does and, and the model there. Um, and, but, you know, we're talking about, about the future of gaming, right? And in the, in your description, it sounds like there's kind of a line or division between games uh, as they exist now and where they are entertainment based, as you said, and then the Web3 games that have the financial component um, where you can play to earn. And I'm wondering if you could talk more about the differences between sort of conventional gaming as we know it and the future of gaming on Web3, but also how those lines might be um, blurring or that, that hard division between those two kinds of game as entertainment versus game as investing, how that might be, uh, those walls might be coming down. Yeah, uh, great question. Um, honestly, uh, I think it's just because it's new, right? Uh, I think uh, uh, because of blockchain technology, uh, it, it's not just about play to earn, but also ownership models. Uh, it wasn't possible before. Um, so this is just because it's so new, it's almost, you know, we're, we're separating it in our mind. But I just believe altogether, all, all of it is just the advancement of the Internet, even the whole concept of the metaverse or all of that. I mean, no one's going to say, hey, guy, hey, guys, I'm on the metaverse. Join me in the metaverse. You're just going to say, hey, I'm online. Right. Um, that's yeah. the same thing you do when you're playing video games. You go on your Xbox, you go on your PlayStation. Yo, yo, Fresco, I'm online. Let's go, you know, let's go shoot some shit. Um, that's that's how it uh, that's how people are interacting with the space. But because it's so new, we're calling it like, you know, uh, this is a uh, this is a uh, blockchain gaming and this is regular yeah. gaming. But I think um, 
it shouldn't, you know, as technology advances and, and, and I think, you know, like crypto in general gets ahead of itself and there's too much excitement and then you just see all sorts of like weird things happening. I mean, uh, like a, a year ago before gaming and NFTs, it was like food tokens. You had sushi and hot dog and broccoli and like pickle, like you had like every single food coin you could think of. And we experienced the same thing in the gaming space, but when you, t when you, you know, especially in the bear market now, you're seeing all like the weird cash grabby projects kind of die off. And those things were, weren't a step forward in gaming. They were a step back. And that's not what should be the case, right? Like uh, blockchain shouldn't make your games worse. It should make them better. And I think as, you know, the, the, the more prominent projects like, you know, Futureverse and Third Kingdom, everything that Aaron and Brooks do inside, um, even on other projects, like on Solana, you have like so many games, Immutable X, like there's a lot of stuff happening in the gaming side. And it's just just advancement of gaming. So on a very, very basic level, think of it this way. Back in the days when we bought games, we you got a cartridge, you got a CD when you were tired of it, or, you know, your friend bought another game, you would trade the game, right? And we kind of lost that ability to do that because everything is now like a web store. People are no longer buying games. They're buying access to the games. Now, on a very basic level, if you take away all the play to earn and all of that, everything, a game could just be an NFT. And by being an NFT, guess what? I can now trade games with Fresco. I'd be like, hey, Fresco, play this game. Here's this my here's my ASM brain. You can play all the ASM games, play around with it. Um, let me get your hoverboard so I can play all the all the stuff that the guys at Jadu were doing. It's like we're going backwards in time to fix a problem, to find a solution for uh, something that we were able to do that we lost in transition to like the digital space. So, you know, I think um, it's all going to converge together and it's just going to become a norm. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a big separation as time goes on. Uh, it'll just be accepted. And I, I believe, you know, at, at, at a certain point, I mean, you know, we're all in the blockchain space, so we're excited about it. But I think you know, at one point, people aren't even going to know what's happening in the background that, hey, this mm -hmm. this skin that they bought in their game is actually on the blockchain. It's just going to the the interaction is just going to be the same. And it's not going to be until they want to do something that actually requires proof of ownership where it's going to click like, ah, I wasn't able to do this before. And now I am. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it's a process to get there. Uh, we, we will get there, but I think, you know, right now it's, it, it's just a separation. And if you go even backwards, right, when Nintendo 64 came out, it was like, oh, 3D gaming, you know, 3D gaming and, and gaming. It was like two different things. Um, and now it's just gaming, right? So I think it's just history repeating itself. So thank you for that. Fresco, you guys have been huge supporters of NFL and the Futureverse. Uh, big supporters of drug receipts, but all the projects. Uh, Fresco, I know that you, you know, you, you, your wallet, I'm sure, is full of uh, Futureverse projects. Uh, but you're in charge of partnerships. Who first discovered NFL? Who brought it to Arcade? Um, yeah, let's talk yeah, about that. So go ahead. Got to go, Kaz? Yeah, yeah. So uh, funny story about uh, Futureverse and all of that. Um it was just like, hey, uh, it, it, this was during like the NFT craze where everyone was just like minting all sorts of weird stuff. And um, uh, it, remember it just, those days, has... the old NFT craze? <laughs> the good old yeah, days yeah. when yeah. NFTs were still a about... thing. <clears throat> I remember when so, NFTs uh, were a thing. Uh, those were the days. Someone had, 
someone had sent me the link to fluffs and it was just like literally like in like a half an hour before it was supposed to mint and i think it was even delayed like i was supposed to do something and i was like staying home i'm like crap i gotta i gotta stay home for this mint and um i you know i had i, I knew nothing about the project and i just minted it just to like be a dj and i was like all right let me mint like five of these things and to be honest i minted like five and i sold three of them overnight because it was just wow. i was like i'm selling all this and i held uh, two of them uh, and I stayed with we the all community. have those stories, friend. We all have those <laughs> stories, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I stayed within the community. I started learning a little more, and then I was like, "Holy shit! No, this is this is something big." Like, uh, you know, I think uh, soon after we we got uh, introduced to ASM, and, and I'm like a big like computer nerd, AI nerd. Like, I love the stuff. So at that time, you know, I was like, "No, this is something else going on." So I, I had gone from you know five to two to like. 15 fluffs at one point and i was just like all right people were like you got to stop buying these rabbits and you know you guys are really secretive so i was just like no i just have a feeling about this and then uh once more info started kind of like releasing the rest of the team were like oh crap kazi was right this whole time so um yeah it just kind of happened by chance but like i'm glad like i fell down this rabbit hole i guess uh, because it's been a it's been a good trip yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, for 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 me, I, you know, a lot of the arcade guys knew each other from like I've known each other for years, right? But I didn't. Um, I actually somebody who's the community manager for the Adam team now, uh, like Mo Speed, I think is his name there, but Mo Fluff and like the the uh, Fluff Discord. He, he, uh, we met through another project, kind of became like real life friends, and would hang out and get sushi and stuff. And um, one day he was like, "Hey, I just mentioned these things called Fluffs, right?" and you should check them out. And I, I checked them out and saw kind of what they were doing. And it's maybe like right after like the thing he's dropped. Funny story, Brooke actually sold me my first bluff at like a really good deal <laughs> at the time. Um, yeah. Um, and, no buybacks. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, no. Um, so, um, and then through that, you know, I kind of like, I, I didn't really have a good success story in like NFTs before that. Right. I, I hadn't made a lot of money, was in kind of some bad projects and stuff. And then, um, Sure enough, like the party bear mint was coming up. I had happened to got like a bunch of free NFTs through another project. I sold all of them, like right as the party bear mint was coming around. And I sold all those, minted a bunch of party bears. And then just through that kind of like found myself being like a, I was like a whale in party bears. I had like 10, right? And, um, you know, just through that met like Greg and Kazi and and Mike, who's like what exit strategy on Discord and, um, you know, who, uh, like Fluffhouse LA, we all met up and had a bunch of drinks and there, you know, Greg was like, Hey, we need you on the team, man. And, you know, like you have some good ideas. You, you're a lifelong gamer, you know, like, um, you know, I always tell people like I paid for a lot of my college from like selling gold in World of Warcraft. Right. And um, like when Jesse and Aaron one day were talking about how they were like addicted to World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. like Aaron had that funny story. Mm-hmm. He, he logged into World of Warcraft like 60 days straight or something. That was me too. Right. And so I was doing stuff I shouldn't have done on the game. I was like selling gold for like real money because, you know, I'm from pretty, pretty humble origins. Right. And so I was just kind of figuring out how I could make money in in the world. Right. And that was a really good way to like play games and make money and and go to school. Right. Because, you know, I didn't have scholarships or anything. I'm not not, you know, too smart. Lost my athletic scholarship. (laughs) Right. So, um, yeah. And through that, just met these guys and, you know, share a vision of like for me, you know, it's it's accessibility that I think is like the best thing that Arcade is trying to accomplish is like, you know, not everybody can go out and buy a Snoop Burrow, right? Well, Arcade can. And through our platform, through our protocol, we can give you the ability to make money off of these same investments, right? And so for me, accessibility is huge. Just like my background, you know, I'm from an immigrant family, first generation American, 
I look super white, right? But uh, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, my family immigrated here. So for me, you know, getting people, you know, to make the same kind of money that I've been able to make in this space has been huge. And, and you know, I, a lot of that credit is to you guys, you know, to, to Brooke and, and the non-fungible ecosystem, you know, because it, I mean, like I mentioned a Snoop Burrow, right? At the time they hit like 20 ETH. Like, <laughs> that's a year's salary for a lot of people, right? I mean, yeah, imagine some people right. in Malaysia who could have sold that for 20 ETH, like 60, 70 grand at the time, right? Like yeah. that, that person can now do whatever they want to in their life, right? And um, so for me, you know, that that was kind of my story. And I knew at that point I needed to find a way to, to work in Web3 and and to to be able to unlock some of those access points. And, and that's my favorite thing about Arcade, you know? And also I get to... You know, I'm I'm in partnerships for Arcade, right? So I get to work alongside these games yeah. and building these awesome things, these awesome products. And um, you know, it's kind of a checks checks a huge box for me in my life, just you know, being a gamer. So And you know, from our side, such an awesome story. You've got so much support in the community too, man. Lots of fans in there. From outside, I'm a DJ, man. So <laughs> <laughs> from outside, like if, if you said to me, what is the single biggest problem that we are facing? And you know, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, right? It's a sense of like, if we keep talking about the open, accessible, inclusive metaverse and we keep having $500 mints, um, you know, we're fooling ourselves, right? We're fooling ourselves to think that that's open and inclusive. And so the sense of how we build these partnerships with people like yourselves, that you're, one of your primary objectives is accessibility, right? That's, that's the whole idea. So really, really exciting. You know, we've always loved having you guys on board. Awesome actually getting to catch up with you at South By, catch up with the crews at South By and kind of actually meet some of the arcade crew. So really good. I can't, what was the fluff that I sold you? I can go through some seller's remorse now. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It was a zombie one. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) Never sell my zombie. (laughs) Sell me a tiger for fluff. Oh, yeah. And pumped a little bit. And you were like, oh man, I don't, you know, this one's gonna be hard to get rid of. And so you sold me um, just a, uh, it's like a gray fluff. His name was Bones at the time. I've since renamed him to Fluffy McFluffface after the oh, artist cool. in the burrows. And um, right. yeah, but no, that nothing to do with Bodie McBoatface. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> probably the original writers. That's, I don't know if that really got to. Who owns that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I have a question. I have a question, uh, and this is probably from somebody who hasn't spent a big chunk of their life in a gaming environment so this may sound like a very noob question and we have a panel of people here so it's not directed at anyone it's it's kind of directed at the panel but we've got these play to earn models that everybody's talking about uh the big advantage of web3 gaming is the play to earn model uh we look at game infrastructures like the afa league and the next legends which is about to mint and I have it in my head that there's an entire ecosystem or an entire kind of economy going to evolve here where, say, I'm a holder of, a, of a, an AFA team. I, only, I assume that the, the, the better my team performs, the more desirable and valuable my team becomes. And so not only do I uh, earn from that, from, from that, but the value of that, those NFTs goes up. So would, should I be looking at hiring people to play these games on my behalf? so that they are these are people who do have the time to spend because i don't have the time to spend hours and hours and hours a day in a game environment right so should i be hiring my son or my son's friends or you know my my, whoever to game in these worlds for me on my behalf to to increase the value of my nfts and and the uh, and the income that i can generate is that a real thing i think trevor is just 
you know, we need to send him down the rabbit hole of what guilds and Web3 are because there's a yeah. whole business, whole multi-million dollar companies who, who've raised money, you know, Merit Circle, um, YGG, there's huge names in the space that, you know, Ready Player DAO, like who have raised a ton of money to do exactly that and are able to share those benefits with other people, kind of unlocking some of those access points, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think that's a huge thing that's going to be happening in Web3. And like, you know, I always tell people, if point me into somebody who works in web three and I will show you somebody who has no time to game. Right. Like the funny thing about us at arcade is like, we don't have the time to play a lot of these games. Right. We have a lot of time to help them develop and help them like these processes and, and do things to, to bring them along. But like our ability to like play the games is like, we're just like anybody else. Like we grind all day, you know, we're time capped. And so, um, yeah, I think that's definitely something that, that, you know, you should be looking at. And I think like a lot of games are building those into, their games to make that really seamless and easy. You know, I think one of the best examples right now is, um, you know, like undead blocks, right? You can loan out your weapon packs like really seamlessly and really easily. And it's like a gasless fee. I I think that actually is a small gas fee for undead blocks. So I don't want to misrepresent that, but there are ways to, um, yeah, just like you sign into the game and you click a, a little check down box and find the person's name that you want to loan that out to, and they can earn off that. Right. And, you know, I think, you know, I don't want to, misrepresent anything that anybody in the non-fungible ecosystem is doing. I, I suspect that, that those are going to be built into those games and, um, yeah. you know, make it really easy to, to kind of... So um, right here, mm-hmm. right here, right now on this very podcast, every parent of a teenager that listens to this is suddenly no longer <laughs> saying, stop playing those fucking video games and they're going to be saying, start playing more of those <laughs> fucking video games. So that uh-huh. you can pay rent and uh, and and yeah. contribute to the family pot, right? Like it's a thing. Well, so Trevor, I know some of you guys would have seen, uh, may have seen the podcast, the Next Legends podcast, where I think one of the biggest things, because again, I don't come from a gaming background. Aaron is total DGen gamer, and so it's really interesting. I constantly move towards the functionality of what we're doing towards um, other life applications. Um, you know, non-gaming applications, but the truth, and, and Aaron's constantly talking about gaming, but the truth of that merge, the fact that realistically what we're talking about, whether it be Web3 with a sports, as a sports team, i.e. Manchester United, Web3 with a, a company like Seekers Silos that are looking at decentralizing um, communication networks or gaming like the Next Legends, play to earn really is actually contribute to receive value, right? So, the fact that often your contribute your contribution may be playing, um, or or you know, and playing may be just contributing to the world, the richness of the world. You're you've got another you another character in the world that's contributing to the richness of the world, or any other contribution to a game. That is the crux of Web three. So the sense of like the fact that some of it will be gained in traditional gaming spaces, some of it may actually be in less traditional spaces, i.e. Um, we were talking about kind of like someone sharing content at a gaming conference, right? So that's a contribution to the game or like at a, at a gaming championship. So someone sitting in the, in the stadium, they share content, they're contributing to that game or someone playing the game is contributing to the game or someone creating some lore is contributing to the game. So the sense of play to earn in my mind is just too narrow a scope. Contribution to earn value is exactly what this entire Web3 revolution is going to be about. The next part about that that I was blown away with, this is like, you know, sit next to Aaron for long enough and David for long enough and just blow, is the sense that 
everything that's been learned in the gaming industry over the last 30 years is about to be applied to every single skill, whether it's, you know, mm. becoming a mechanic, whether it's teaching languages. The sense that the moment that you start to merge these real-world tasks that bring value to our lives, which may be supply chain manufacture, like manufacturing supply chains, education, um, all of these different things are going to merge to where they feel like games, the gamification of everything. And so whilst it may feel like people are going there, like why would you spend all day in a virtual world shooting guns at people. Well, that's going to be just, again, a really narrow part of this Web3 gaming world. And it might be that there are people that are doing that, but it might be that there was also a challenge in that world, I just, off the top of my head, in that world that involves some kind of real-world utility that's being um, born out of that, teaching people whatever it is. So that was that's my ramble of kind of like, and I hope that kind of describes what I think is the sense that everyone is going to be affected by this, whether or not you're a gamer. I, I honestly 100% agree with uh, what uh, Brooke just said. Um, I think, you know, g gaming, the the technology that's been produced because of gaming, um, it's going to get applied to uh, the next generation of social media. I think, you know, you know uh, we don't like Facebook and all of that, but I think Mark Zuckerberg had this idea a very long time ago where, Social media is just going to become, I mean, it, it, what's the main purpose of social media besides, to, you know, stealing our data and all of that? It's for people to interact with each other in digital space, right? I mean, even right now, I mean, uh, YouTube is kind of like a social media, uh, Discord, Facebook, Instagram, all of this. It's all, it's all some sort of social media, but why do we get on it? Um, not to interact with the app, but to interact with other people in digital space, right? We're even, you know, Facebook Marketplace, all of this. So what's ha what's happening with gaming all the technology that's been developed with gaming unreal engine you know um the fir the first game i ever got into was unreal tournament 99 this is before unreal T unreal engine came came out this was like their first game it was like a it was a shooter unreal tournament and that's what gave birth to unreal engine which you know opened up the doors for movie studios to be able to produce movies and special effects and all of this but because of the ownership models and the proof of ownership that uh, crypto allows you to do blockchain. Um, I think the next generation of social media is actually in digital space, so which sure. you could consider a video game, metaverse, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's literally like what social media is going to progress into. You're going to buy stuff through instead of, you know, going on Amazon, you know, and, uh, looking at a picture of it, you're going to see an item in digital digital space. I think you know it's kind of what you guys are doing with jug receipts, right? With the, with the hoodies, um, it's a digital version where people are getting to almost interact with it in digital space, and at the same time, it's a real world item. So like you guys are almost at the forefront of that. Also, um, I think um, yeah, it's it, it's definitely gonna it's all gonna converge together in the next like few years. I haven't been on one of these, that's an awesome point, and I haven't been on one of these podcasts for a while, but Arlo, it's like you've got um, these hype, these, like Jesse and Trevor are doing a great job with the sunglasses and the and the hype, like signaling. If we could we like just, yeah. uh, if we could Dr just put Joel and Trevor put Arlo in the, in the middle of the two of them, and then they could hype <laughs> on, the, on the sides, that'd be great. <clears throat> Drug receipts is slowly morphing into public enemy for the metaverse. I mean... <laughs> 
I'm going to turn up on the next episode with a clock on my it. I'd say it's more kind of third basic here. Guy, by the way, guys, and some of you guys and girls might not know this, but the closest I could say to this is that Arlo and I were in a Vanilla Ice music video, and this is very similar to that. It is eerily <laughs> similar to that music video. <laughs> yeah, Every time you guys talk together, I learn something new that's like, yeah. how did that happen? <laughs> Do you know what? Was not Vanilla Ice at his peak, though, I have to say. He was going through like a, <laughs> was a, it, a blonde, was like, a property uh, property this developer was after, after his peak as an artist, but before like D list uh, reality TV shows came along. So yeah, we. But one of the directors of the skate videos we used to appear in directed a video for Vanilla Ice, and so he brought us out to be extras. He needs. What, we need what? to be clear on this. We were doing nothing on an afternoon, and he was like, "And there's food here," and we're like, "Oh yeah. fuck it," and we we went down. And Arlo has Arlo has a, a a serious role. Like he's got. They obviously looked took one look at me, and they're like, "You are an extra." I'm not. Like, but Arlo, but, but Arlo I did not have a serious role. Well, you are. Aren't you standing like next to him? Like you're kind of like I don't near think so. him. I think Chris did Mitchell a was like a, a journalist or a photographer or something. I think okay. he got featured. Oh, like I see. For me, I have to like, when I tell the story, I then spend like 40 minutes going frame by frame through the video until I can find. <laughs> I couldn't even tell Wait, you what there, sound it's coming up. It's coming up, I swear. It's called, it's called for you guys, it's called The Wrath of the Iceman. And I'll, I've got a, I've, I've got it for, for the seekers out there. I'm going <laughs> to give away Jesse. a seeker. I'm going to give away a seeker to the first person that can get a freeze frame of both Arlo and me into the Discord from the Ooh. Wrath of the Iceman. It's very hard to find a Vanilla Ice video. If you are that seeker, I will give you I that. need to see this. No, Jesse, you're in the middle of work. You're working yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, you're working right now. Yeah. I am. You know that we don't get the prizes when they drop. Now, I'm going to bring this thing back from Brooke Howard. Sorry, 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 you know, sorry. Rabbit hole. It's a good, to, good story, oh, though. Yeah, very good story. No one else can talk about being in a Vanilla Ice video or would openly admit to being in a Vanilla Ice <laughs> video. On, Trevor, uh, you are on living a Vanilla Ice Earth. video right now. I, I am a Vanilla Ice, uh, <laughs> Vanilla Ice video. Uh, but our drug wars, right, getting this back to try and pull it back to Jesse's run of, run of show. So our drug wars is a play-to-earn type game, right, because we have some pretty significant prizes. And we do have a big announcement. And I know that I'm on track here because I went back while Brooke was telling his story and read the runner's show. And I know that this is the next thing we're going to talk about. And I'm going to throw to Arlo to drop the, the big bomb. Why are these boys here, Arlo, other than to give us their genius, like Kaz just throwing facts like there's no tomorrow about the gaming industry? <laughs> well, if you don't mind, I would like to, I'd like to fill that space with like a little bridge as we go from them sharing you know, their, their deep knowledge on gaming and Web3 and into what we're doing with drug wars because these guys right the reason y'all are here is because you're you're going to play a role in the drug wars uh but before we reveal what that is uh for anyone that hasn't put the pieces together yet although it's a pretty open secret i would say at this point but i would like to get your input and your feedback on how we're doing with drug wars what do y'all think of it so far i mean as i mentioned it's kind of a thing that we accidentally ended up doing we didn't set out to you know release a game um, but here we are. And with anything that we do, it's like once we get into it, we we put a lot of thought into it. We've, you know, we want it to be a good experience. We put a lot of time um, and thought and effort into the user experience, into the development. And with our connections with um, non-fungible labs and through some good uh, recruiting and hiring, we have, have access to really good talent. 
So we have great developers, we have great designers, we have a great team uh, with a lot of really good ideas. So we're proud of what we've done with Drug Wars, but you know we have come into it kind of uh, blind. So I'd really love to hear what you guys think. I, I mean, you guys are very active in our, our Discord, you're active in the community. So I think that it's not uh, putting you too much on the spot to ask if you've um, if you're familiar with drug wars, if you've experienced, if you've had a chance to look at it, and what do you think about it? And uh, wait a second, Alo, are you asking them to compare it to AAA games? You're like, is this similar to? Is this no, similar to no. uh, Grand Theft Grand Theft Auto? That's, the, that's why. Grand that's why I set it up. I'm trying to get some perspective here. We are, we are, you know, we're a small team that kind of just sort of accidentally stumbled into this this small gaming activation. Um, but as far well, as it goes, yeah, yeah, no, it's I'm, a, it's I'm, a, but a I am great question. For a compliment. Yeah, no, um, and uh, and I'll say it, like you know, th I think the whole drug wars thing was like totally organic, right? Like you're saying, it, it just kind of yeah. like you guys stumbled on onto it, and I think uh, you know what you guys have built is like a framework to actually build on top of, and I see like actually all the little things you guys figured out, the voting system, the the contractor, all of that. Um, I think it, it it actually has huge esports level impl implications or capabilities if you if it's applied that way, right? So I think you know like what you guys have just kind of stumbled upon and built out um, has massive potential within like competitive gaming uh, in, within competitive gaming. Um, I mean, just the framework alone, right? And I think you know yeah. uh, anyone can build a game, but you need uh, you need users and community and all of that to play the game, right? I mean, I can build a game, and if no one wants to play it or no one wants to interact with it, well, you know, a cool story, right? So uh, I think you know you guys are on the on the right right pace. And uh, on top of that, like I was kind of alluding to earlier with uh, what you guys are doing with augmented reality and you know real world items or whatever. Uh, I think you're actually at the forefront of that. I know it's not like necessarily like drug wars directly, but you know, to me, it's like drug receipts, the, the the project as a whole. So I think you guys are almost at the forefront of certain certain things that a lot of other projects we talk to are saying, "Oh, we're gonna do this." You know, where it's on yeah. our it's on our roadmap or blah blah blah. We're gonna be this fashion. We're gonna be this fashion project. Um, yeah, but they haven't done it yet, right? So I think, you know, you guys are almost like at the forefront of it. And it's and the, in a way, they're, they're like side projects for you guys, because I yeah. think uh, the the main thing, you know, when I first spoke to Brooke at uh, Brooke about drug receipts at um, uh, South by Southwest in Texas, I mean, it, it, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the, the real goal was to be... Um, kind of real world items right like uh, like a uh, like a brand uh, like, a, like a supreme yeah. type of thing so you guys are doing side projects that are putting other projects whose main goal is to do that and you're putting them to shame to be honest so i, I think yeah, you guys awesome. are doing, doing awesome i i, I totally yeah, agree I, I totally agree i the moment you start to think about the battle bracket and the ability to to have um web3 enabled like wallet connect voting on visual assets suddenly it's like wait a second you're saying that we could we could battle nfts against each other we could right now if you wanted to we could be battling thingy virtual art against thingy virtual art holy shit, we could probably get the thingies voting on the virtual art to be honest that's like <laughs> but but the sense of kind of like um the ability to kind of build these brackets out and engage people and also of course the biggest part about all of this um, you know, from me from the outside is every time we engage the community to be creative, i.e. to come up with a set, to come up with law, 
we're, expo- we're, we're demonstrating how impossible it is to stop creative communities. I talked about this the other day, you know, at South by Southwest, there was that rumor that Disney was going to try to buy us. And, and the other day I was talking about how impossible it is for Disney to beat creative communities. How, if you try to build a universe at Disney or, you know, even a, a bit of IP, you have to hire a creative director and then they hire kind of like a team and then that team builds and grows. The difference between that and having 13,000 people contributing to your law and your your canon is like, and, and yeah. doing it organically and then and it continually growing, it's actually physically impossible for a paid hierarchical infrastructure like Disney to beat that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and you know, one thing I, I do want to like touch on is like one thing that people don't really like know and understand about Arcade is like we have a whole like subsidiary that's that's all about advising games and like helping them go to market, helping them kind of from like, its incept- like studios like Inception stages to delivering a game, right? And um, like once we saw like the drug wars and like the bracket system built out, like and we have like a daily meeting and and in one of those, I think it was my maybe Kazi was like hey guys, like, we need to tell people to do stuff like this. Like this, it's too easy to like, to not do, you know what I mean? And like, it's just you guys like kind of stumbling upon this like really good idea and running with it and like just empowering the community and kind of incentivizing, you know, creativity and storytelling and, and lore, you know, it, it, like you said, it, it's, a, it's a form of play to earn, right? It's different because it's not a video game, but you know, people are contributing, people are building like these really cool stories Mm-hmm. And that, um, that, like, that, that's why contribute to earn or yeah. contribute value. That's why we've got to kind of get away from the moment we say play to earn guys, it, it is trivializing what we're doing, what we're mm-hmm. doing, even as a gamer, that's, you know, engaging in a game, you're not just playing, you're an active part of building out the vibrance in a community. Right. And so mm-hmm. can that, that idea of contribution and, um, you're doing it to kind of add, you know, that value exchange is, is the key thing. Yeah, no, and and you guys have done an awesome job. And like your guys' team is so good at coming up with just like cool ways to incentivize, like you know, like the landmine thing. Like when you guys did that, I was like, why does nobody else do something like this? Like this is so cool. And like there it is, people are getting like fired up about it. Like even going back to the mint, like you know, the six nine six nine, right? Like I was was there for that too, and like that was just dope. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. <laughs> to be yeah. honest, I was the guy that started that 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 meme. If you go back in the history, right? you're gonna see really? you're gonna see me like, you know, like who is this guy? Well, the culture—it's become a massive part of us now. Well, you can't, yeah. Kaz, there was that period, and like Arlo, myself all of us actually in this project have been through like war, like we've been through hell on, on many things. Arlo and I have been through it many times in our lives, but that 24 hours and that time, which was like, probably like, I don't know, like six in the morning for you, Arlo. Right. And it was, cause I know it was one in the morning for us. I think, I think it was really middle of the night. And we had um, from Ireland. Is it? Um, oh my God, Brooke Jarrett. Is it, do you remember the guy, Irish guy? Come on, guys. Jarwick. 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 I'm so sorry. I've mind blank. There was a series of events that happened, including Jarwick and, and yourself, Kaz, and the 6969, that pulled that mint all the way through and really became like one of the highlights of my, um, like in terms of my work life. Like that, that day was like the most stressful day, but it was fucking awesome when it all started to come together. There's been nothing like it even throughout the ecosystem. 
I like how when I start a speech, they just zoom in. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And just it is. I noticed you. I noticed you sat up. And like, <laughs> Whoa, shit. shit. The camera's on. Like, okay, God, it's getting serious your now. Years, your just years of media <laughs> training just went boom. Just spewing. Spewing like bullshit. Like a reflex. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. So you guys have been there since the beginning. That has been well-established. Uh, and it, it is a no-brainer then that you guys would be a part of Drug Wars. So when we were putting together bosses for drug wars which is on the horizon now after we get through our divisional matchups the division winners are going to go on into a bonus round where they get to face a boss so we've got a roster of eight bosses which we have not been disclosing yet uh all the drug lords will be bosses brooke will be a boss i'm going to be a boss tyler shields will be a boss so each one of the bosses will put up a team but we've also invited in bosses from other related projects and communities and you guys were a no-brainer so the big announcement that uh, Trevor has been, you know, uh, just chomping at the bit for us to get to is that um, we are officially announcing that Arcade is one of the bosses in the drug wars and that you guys will be putting up a prize for your bounty. And you guys have actually already curated your team, which I think we can give. We're not going to show the lore. We're not going to disclose the lore yet, but we are going to give a sneak peek at one of the boss teams. Um, let's go ahead and show... Uh, the arcade. Oh, wow. There's a lot of pressure, man. Oh, wow. That's a cool so, team. Oh, and Kazi, this is, so that is your one of one that you minted while we were at South by Southwest. Can you tell us that story? Yep. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, I think we were in the dome and I was like drunk off my mind. And I'm like, is that Arlo? And then at the same time I, I had been, uh, I was talking to Max. Drunk? Oh yeah, the, <laughs> little in between, right? And I, I was hanging out with like M Max Poker and Somnium, and we were just all like kind of hanging out. And I refresh, I refresh my OpenSea, and um, I'm like, oh shit, it finally revealed. And I'll, and then I first see that, oh shit, I I I, I got a one of one, and uh, I. I I hunt down uh, Arlo in the crowd and he's like, who is this freaking crazy guy? Like, you know, like yelling at me. And I'm like, I have a gold tabby. And then like his eyes lit up and he's like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Yes way. And yeah, that was the first time I actually uh, spoke to Arlo. It was uh, <laughs> interesting beginnings, right? But I think we have a photo of that night somewhere on our <laughs> Discord or Arlo might have it. But there's a photo of you guys in the Fluff Dome together and you guys both oh. look so stoked <laughs> it was like right at the moment of reveal oh my god south by was such a such a memory such a great time yeah because our, our yeah our collection was revealing during south by southwest so yeah it was really momentous uh, occasion and i think to further like cement like you know kind of the relationship like you guys remember you planted that like um in the capsule like in the the pill caps or the pill bottle you guys left yeah. it like a handmade one of one and old old greg um who's like on the arcade team as well another one of the yeah founders yeah there you go he he found it like he he booked it and was looking like a madman to try to find that and he yeah, found so it. Yeah. Like a, sometimes i'll do like a scavenger hunt when i because the the genesis of drug receipts, right, was just was drawing receipt, drawing the little drug characters on receipts. And so I did one in Austin during South by Southwest at a restaurant and I left it in the restaurant and I basically did a uh, Instagram scavenger hunt. I said, this is where I left it. First come, first serve. Whoever can find it, it's yours. And so, yeah, it sounds like someone from uh, Arcade got it. Really cool. I mean, so, not just someone. Old, old, old Greg's such an awesome supporter. I think like 
very first, very first ever fluff house in Miami. He was like completely like key to that kind of thing, starting to to hit off and getting excited and getting himself. Anyways, old Greg's awesome. Hey, just want to just want to clarify. Oh, there is there are two Gregs in our in our uh, community. Oh yeah, there's yeah. old Greg who's a real person. We have a DJ Greg. We have we have old DJ Greg. Yeah, we have, we have Greg, who's yeah. a mysterious, fictitious person that we yeah. don't love so much, but he's definitely a very prominent member yeah. of the Funny enough, they're community. Basically, they're basically the same person. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, Trevor, I've got a um, question for you on our YouTube, like in terms of licensing. Will mm -hmm. Will Vanilla Ice take down this podcast if we if we go out with Wrath of the Ice Man? I don't know if Vanilla Ice is still tracking his copyright IP infringements. Um, I know he's a big property developer these days and has made yeah. more money from property development than he ever did from his music career. And I don't yeah. think anyone really uses Vanilla Ice's IP very okay, often well, anymore. So, so what you're saying is we're going to risk it. No, but I think you're allowed 30 seconds. Don't quote me on that. Fact check is in the comments. Unite. But uh, I think you're allowed 30 seconds of, uh, of someone else's material. So far in the Discord, people, what I, Arlo, I totally remembered you being a lot more of a star in this one. You're kind of just peeking you know around. <laughs> he's he's on Pandora's box. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely in there. But it's just not, not all that much. But we've, someone I've got to go through to see who's won that seeker. I'm actually starting to run out of seekers now, thanks to Drug Receipts, Podcasts and Spaces. But yes, the update is that they we've all been found and identified and the screenshots are up in the Discord. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty, pretty funny and pretty amazing yeah. that they found that. There's hey one guys. more layer of the surprise here that I want to get oh, yeah, to go, go about, go. Yeah. Let's do about the bosses. So in anyone that has been playing in the drug wars and has gone into the battle card builder, you'll know that you have uh, on the user interface, you get to choose what color card you want to use or what color frame you want to use for your teams when you're constructing your teams. And the number of colors that you have available to you as options are based on the number of holdings that you have in your wallet, the number of drug receipts. So if you are big pharma, which is our the role that we have designated for people that have between, I think 10 and 49 drug receipts, then you have access to the green big pharma card and also all the other cards uh, beneath it. So you also have access to the gray and the white cards. Um, and if you have at least one of each of the characters from drug receipts, then you get access to the um, set tripping card, which is a blue card. So you could have access to the green card, the blue card, the gray card, and the white card. Um, and if you are a kingpin, you get access to the, the orange or gold card um, cool. and also to all the other ones. So if you're a kingpin, all the cards are available to you. You can pick any frame color you want to perfectly accent or complement the way that you curate, curated your team. But for anyone that's used this interface, you'll notice that there is one more field called undisclosed that no one has access to. Well, that is about to come online. And that is for the bosses. That is one more uh, layer, one more level of cards, one more option that will only be available to the bosses. Uh, Joellen, let's show what the, uh, what the arcade team would look like if they used the new frame. There you let's go. Let's go. So you can see there that the rank is boss. That's a new rank that we've added for our bosses. And the bosses have access to all the frames, including the new boss purple frame. Uh, so certainly a flex that's available to our bosses. And who knows? Maybe if you take out a boss, you'll get a, uh, uh, maybe you'll get an NFT that you can use. We'll give you uh, permission to use 
that frame in the next round of drug wars. Um, certainly think that uh, frames will become a, a valuable asset that will start to be able to, you'll be able to trade in their own right um, for subsequent drug wars. Yeah, it's such an interesting, been, like, this is, yeah. this is going places, right? The sense of like the ability to wallet, like, and by the way, this is I, the whole idea of wallet is identification, wallet is an entrance into anything, the sense that, and you'll see, you know, with the next legends meant that the, if the whole thing is wallet ranked. And this is the start of web three, real web three, where um, we're able to deliver uh, tokens that give you a completely different experience in a website. So you might get, you know, a token that, means that you're able to enter something completely different. It's nuts. And it's really cool to watch. Again, um, you guys are doing a great job at experimenting with it. It's really, really awesome. Great. What do you guys Can think? You... How, how does the purple look on your on your team there? I think it looks awesome. Uh, looks awesome. It's one of my one of my uh, top favorite colors. It's like it's like in that in that little group of colors I like. So oh, yeah, we've well, come uh, to the right place. <laughs> so what's going to happen is all the bosses are going to get uh, added to a whitelist. So that when they, once we add the update or push it live in the battle card builder, you guys will be able to go back into the battle card builder and just edit your card and add the new frame. Nice. Okay. I was like, how did we miss that? <laughs> uh, you didn't miss anything. We uh, we held it back. And like we do, we have, you know, we have to have some stuff. We can't just flood it all out. It's too much. It's just, it's mind alters too far, too deep for a lot of our people to take it. Um, I noticed that the Zero X Thulu guys are in the uh, are in the comments. I'm sure they're loving the purple frame as well. Be uh, be a huge fan of that one. So it might become a massively popular frame, like you say, Arlo. Next year, who knows what's going to happen? Or next round? I keep saying next year, like this is an annual event, but it, it's probably going to be something that happens quite frequently because we the more we get into it, the more we love it. So we saw you guys at South by Southwest. Obviously, some great history there. And some really awesome stories. But Kazi, it sounds like you were also at Jesse's most recent event in New York. Did you guys run into each other at Paradise in, in, in New York? Yes, Jesse doesn't did. remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm can you remind Jesse what that was like? She has no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it was funny because uh, I, was, I was like, hey, uh, where are you? And we were texting each other. And then I was just buying a drink. So I'm like, I'm by the bar. What are you drinking? And she's like, that's a weird way to <laughs> describe yourself. And I was like, no, I meant. Because uh, I told him, I was like, we haven't met yet. So I don't uh, know where, where you're at. <laughs> you know, it was funny. But yeah, the metaverse yeah. will take care of that. See, in the metaverse, your username will hang above your head. I'll know there'll be no. Problem. We're just you know you just look for the gold tabby you know the, it's the bright gold you can't miss it. <laughs> There's only one. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you, you guys like if you guys like those events if you like the if you like the fluff house events if you liked NFT NYC um, the social that we had at uh, at. Spin. 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 Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and if you like the paradise events then I, I'm just curious do you guys have plans for Halloween? <gasps> Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, Let's go. Keep your calendar open. I'm just saying. Keep your calendars okay. open. Wow. Yeah, Thank well, you. Guys already said they'll be the guy dressed up the gold tabby. So if you hold a certain trait, you might be able to get in. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Ooh. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Looking forward there's to a good it. chance very, that a, we're very there's a good chance that a one of one holds the trait. <laughs> Okay, uh, so big bosses revealed. Do we want to uh, 
sneak a little bit more in there. We've mentioned a few. Do we want to do any more? Or are we holding back uh, um, the remainder of the boss announcements? I mean, it, over the next seven days, right? It's uh, it's going to be revealed who the rest of the bosses are and what's at stake and who's in which division and all of that sort of stuff will be revealed. Yeah, we've we've announced that it's going to be the drug lords. We've mentioned arcade. I think. Um, I think we're holding on to the others, right? We're going to release mm -hmm. those over the next days. Uh, just yeah. keep just keep the keep the stoke going. Mm -hmm. You guys have seen them all, though. How how do we rank up? How are we doing? Ooh. You guys have got to fight. That's, there's no doubt about it. That you know, having a one of one, we've proven without a shadow of a doubt that having a one on one is not yeah. enough to secure victory. Like this is not a game that's being judged on how special your tokens are. It's so, how well you've curated uh, That's not true. Well, but uh, it, it is part of it. So there, and there is data on this now because we've had three teams in the first round that each had at least one of one in them. Uh, there was one team that had two one of ones in the same team. Uh, those teams fared, I think one victory and two losses yeah. is how they fared in the first round. So it's to clarify, uh, Trevor's point, it's not just about uh, flexing or status or clout. If you can curate a nice team around a one-of-one, -one, then more power to you. The truth is that a one-of-one -one actually becomes, it can become a kind of a liability because it's so hard to coordinate other pieces with it. It just commands so much attention. It has so much gravity, and there's not a whole lot of other traits that actually match it. Um, but if you can do it smartly and you do it well, then yeah, then you've sort of got an extra, yeah. um, a, a, an extra little bit of juice. Um, so it, it has happened, but there are also a couple of losses. So you guys, you're really going to have to make sure you, you know, you're, you step it up with your lore and your propaganda, but just to yeah, be clear, the, the bosses cannot knock anyone out of the tournament. The bosses are a bonus round. So okay. whatever team wins their division and goes on to face a boss, they have an opportunity and it, it'll be a battle, a matchup, just like any other matchup in the battle arena. But if you beat the boss, then you claim the bounty that that boss has put up. Um, and we haven't announced yet what Arcade's bounty is, but they will have a bounty up. Each one of the bosses will have a bounty up. Brooke's putting up a bounty. I'm putting up a bounty. And if you beat your boss, you claim that bounty. Um, and you move on to the next round. Of and the this tournament. is more alpha. And I know we've been dropping a lot of it. But I'm going to put up my Maltese toy poodle. Her name is Coca Beer. <laughs> she, is, she is actually, she's 11 years old, so... She's got a couple of at least three years left in her, we think. And there's she's adorable. A, there's a hundred percent no chance that Coco. I know how you feel about Coco. No, nope, that's, that's how much that's how much I'm putting on the line here. Oh. If you take me out and we will ship her from anywhere in the world to anywhere in the world, <laughs> Coco Bear will come and you boom done. That's your But if the boss beats you, they don't knock you out of the tournament. It just means that you don't claim the bounty. The bounty then moves into the main prize person, so that'll be claimed by someone else later on in the tournament. Perhaps the the grand victor, um, the warlord, maybe a runner up. Uh, but the the bounty moves into the main prize pool. It goes into the prize vault, um, and you still move on in the tournament. You just miss the opportunity opportunity to claim a prize along the way. And that's, that's, there's more because the drug receipts we keep on giving at the end of it all. <laughs> well, I mean. The podcast keeps on going. That's it keeps, what I'll tell you it keeps, what it says. Yeah. This is why the podcast keeps on going. <laughs> uh, all I wanted to say is that the boss rounds is only one time you'll see the bosses. There is another time you'll see the bosses. They will take on each other at the end of it all. So is that right? 
Yeah, Ooh. so at the end of then what happens? Of it, have we said that publicly anywhere yet? Oh, no. Shit, did I just drop Alpha? Oh. Like, unplanned yeah, Alpha. alpha. Sorry, alpha. Jesse, it wasn't in your running. Run we should, if we brain. do that, if we do that, then I think we should do it for pink slips. Like we should Ooh. battle, battle like NFT, like NFT pink slips. Kaz is like, we're, we're just, uh, we, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, the team at Arcade are going to have to withdraw from the competition. No, I mean, you, don't, you wouldn't put up, if, if you're going to go pink slips, you, you don't put up, like, like I said, I've got like four or five that I would never want to lose. But that's the idea is like, you want to win it. So you, you want to get it up there. So I'd do that with you guys and then we'll see how it goes. <laughs> But yeah, there's a battle of boss against boss at the end to, to, oh, to cool. find the ultimate community or the That's ultimate awesome. boss, uh, which will be almost like a bit like community against community. So it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. And that's just, at this stage, it's just for shits and giggles. But with Brooke Howard Smith, who knows where it might go and what it might become. It's such thing as shits and giggles with me, man. Yeah, <laughs> and if we're up against Brooke, I'll just remind the people about Thingy Alpha. That's right. Hey, do you know what about Thingy Alpha? I don't know if you saw my post. But I've got context on that now. So like in January, February, when I started to see the, and I, by the way, Kaz is totally just like dropping his robo thingy. I've got, that's, <laughs> I've got a robo thingy. That's his background right now. Um, so, so in January, I already knew about the AI and what it was capable of. And in fact, I already knew what Aaron kind of leaked yesterday, that th these things are going to build 3D objects, right? They're they're, mm -hmm. they're 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 the they're what's going to help us build out this kind of incredible space, right? And so I already knew that, and I already had Keanu, and we were about to like the contract was as good as signed, and then two things happened. Matt Damon did the Crypto.com ad, and it went south pretty fast, and Russia invaded Ukraine, and that went south pretty fast, and so that March fifteenth date got like axed. And that's why Thingy Alpha was like, it was, we were done. We were going to release like this crazy storm on the whole of NFTs. So that's my apology. That's my reasoning. No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, you guys delivered, right? It was worth the wait. So, well, and, and, and it, like, I can't believe Aaron leaked what he leaked yesterday. That's, that's, it's, it's way ahead of schedule for anyone to know that. But now I can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, he's worse than <laughs> you about leaking things. Oh, by like, like, by like a country mile. Like by the book biggest country model. Well, well, I remember well, Luke's I'm, I'm glad it's finally out. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'm glad it's finally out because uh, I remember we had that call with you and Aaron like way, way, way early on and you guys kind of dropped it to us. I'm like, damn, we have to keep this a secret until they release this. Yeah, I mean, so. the, the sense of kind of like that. I mean, people should have done the math or at least should have realized that Jesse Metcalf was in the middle of like a progressive, like this incredible masters by correspondence in Berlin on AI creativity when he started this thing. So it was always, and David, you know, McDonald is an AI kind of like genius. So it was always going to head down that track. Guys, now I'm aware that you guys still have another three hours of the Drug Seeds podcast to go, <laughs> but I've got three <laughs> minutes left. Um, I just want to say thanks to Arcade, to you guys for kind of, blowing my mind as always and being a part being one of the coolest parts of all of the ecosystems um, we're really lucky to have you in there and um yeah thank you so much for being you awesome yeah thank Thanks, you, bro. Bro. Uh, thank so you guys for having a yeah. the discord and the youtube comments have been really active uh don do we have any questions um for the arcade guys while we've got them before we 
let them uh, get out of here as well? Let's see. By Any the way, guys, we're not um, kicking you out. You're welcome to stick around, but we're going to go oh, yeah. into a you know fairly normal kind of <laughs> the rest of the programming for the show. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome to stick around. We love you. Uh, Remember when question. I told you guys it would only be like 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah, you did. Hey, no, it's a drug release 15 minutes. <laughs> can, I, can I leak some arcade alpha? Is that okay? Yeah. 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 We're doing like really cool things in the game fight. Like we've, we've talked about it already. Uh, I don't want to keep talking about the things that we're doing. Um, one of the things that we're doing is um, we're making NFTs, right? They're already made. We're going to release them pretty soon. So we give those out to people who have um, a Discord role in our Discord. So if you're in the Discord already and you don't have like any special role, just ping me or Kazzy and then we'll get you guys kind of set up. And if you're um, not in the arcade Discord, we'd love to have you guys. Um, you know, we huge fans of the non-fungible ecosystem, like every part of it, we're, we're very well exposed and, and we're doing some cool things and we're, we're trying to, to, you know, push GameFi and, and bring gaming to Web3 in a, in a pretty serious way. And I think we're, some of the leaders that's that, that are doing that and um we'd love to kind of have you guys and and spend some time with you guys um and bring you along for the ride so that's all i didn't have a good ending for that i'm sorry i, I always end with you know <laughs> yeah yeah i'll just i'll just add a little thing to i'll just add a little thing to what uh fresco was saying uh yeah these nfts uh you're not going to be no one's going to be able to buy them uh they're all all, all the supply that we give out are going to be just, you know, airdrop to the community. And uh, we're doing a lot of cool things on our platform. And these things will play, uh, will will unlock a lot of uh, abilities that a lot of people are going to wish they had access to. And uh, we're basically going to distribute all this for free. But uh, that's all we can leak right now. But they're going to be useful. That's awesome. Uh, Better make sure you're in the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. We give out a lot of whitelists for a lot of things all the time. Um, it's just arcade to earn. Um, I'll link it in like the drug receipts Discord here in a second. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be doing a crawl with you guys. D- old Greg's gonna be DJing with you guys tomorrow, so we'll, we'll share it there too. But yeah, we're gonna give out a lot of stuff. These NFTs are um, gonna come with uh, a lot of uh, things attached, so we're gonna have a lot of utility in our platform. And yeah, we've put a lot of thought and a lot of time into this. And um, yeah, we're super excited to kind of share these things. And they should be coming really soon. So we want to get those to as many. Uh, friends and fellow community members as, as we can. So, um, yeah, I mean, appreciate you having you guys, um, letting you guys, having you guys let us come on. And it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun and big fans of what you guys are doing. So thank you guys. Big fan you of guys you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing the alpha and definitely get that, uh, get the invite to your discord into our discord server so that mm-hmm. all the drug snugglers who aren't there yet can get in there. Um, and you mentioned the, the uh, arcade crawl tomorrow. The last couple have been really fun. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Let's plug that and then we, we can sign off with you guys. Yeah, so the crawls are like one of the fun things we do. Um, I, I, like before I was on the arcade team, I always like described arcade as like the frat boys of like Web3 that just kind of <laughs> didn't grow up or whatever. And just still like, we just like to have fun. And incidentally, you know, one of our execs is a awesome DJ. Uh, old Greg is one of the coolest guys I've met in Web3 and he's very talented. Um, so we're going to be doing Xerox Thulu. We're going to be coming to Drug Receipts. We're going to be doing um, Adam, Seekers, pretty non-fungible heavy. Um, Rocket Monsters, who is a new advisory. Um, they're new to the arcade family. 
and uh, Civitas, which is a cool game coming out. And we're doing um, some sort of partnership with them really soon. Um, and so it's a good opportunity to come in and get exposure to um, a really cool um, up and coming like Web3 game. And um, but yeah, one of our favorite stops is always the drug receipts. And, you know, love, love your guys community. And, you know, I'm really excited to come and have you guys listen to some old Greg music. Yeah. Cool. We'll be there. Awesome. We'll Thanks. be there. Hey, when you Jamie, said that he was one of, when you said that old Greg was one of the coolest people that you met in Web three, was that before you saw Trevor on this podcast wearing sunglasses? <laughs> oh, Trevor! Trevor's, Trevor's undefeated right now. Trevor is undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I just looked up and I saw that I got my own little spot there. That's, uh, that, that, that's, there's a meme in and that for sure. I was a raptor. You can't stop that. <laughs> I look like all I right, just got the Harley Davidson. Here, here's the confession that you've all been waiting oh, for. Uh-oh. Here it is. Are you ready? Yeah. These are actually my mum's sunglasses because I left mine <laughs> in New Zealand. So these are mum's sunglasses. Oh, no way. Yeah, they're borrowed. But since they've had such a great reaction, I don't know if yeah. she's going to get them back. Your mom has swag. You know, that is swag right there. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's got style, that's for sure. Kazi, Fresco, we'll see you guys in the Discord. We'll see you all at the crawl. Um, thanks so much for coming out. And we'll see you in the drug wars. We're looking forward to your yeah, best battle. So. Yeah, thanks so much for coming out. Love what you guys are doing. Super sick. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you guys. I know there's a few snugglers keen to take you out. Yeah. Speaking of taking them out, there they go. There they go. Cool. So great. Let's do it. Nice visit with the arcade dudes. Um, I guess that means now the uh, the table is cleared. We can get into some drug wars. So Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of stuff uh, to get into. We've concluded the first round. We're going. We've already started the second round. the The first four battles of the second round are going on right now in the drug wars battle arena. So let's do it, Jesse. I think that we can uh, we can officially now finally recap um, the last division of Drug Wars. But first, we're gonna we're gonna switch things up around here, right? We're gonna get out of stop questioning everything, and we are going to move in to our recap. Wow, we're doing that. Let's okay, do let's go, Joella. Uh, kind of. And here okay. we are. Yay! The daily, Mr. Day, daily recap of Drug Wars. You're with the three dynamic trio, Arlo Eisenberg, Jesse, we won't dox your last name, Supreme, and me, Trevor, <laughs> the mum-borrowed Harley-Davidson-looking sunglasses for today's show. Okay, so we are talking about uh recapping division 4b and moving on to launching the round of 32 so without further ado should we get into look at the results from division 4b who were the winners who came through and were there any bounties unveiled that that is so, the key question because because mm-hmm. technically the you know we've we have posted the results you can you can find them if, if you're out if I mean, the results are out there. You can find them if you want them. Um, and certainly the people that participated probably already know if they've won or lost. But we have not revealed yet if any more bounties were collected. 100%. So a quick recap. We had Mitaza take on Quick, hide it in your ass. The Odd Squad took on Make Love, Not War. 
Ruby's finest hour took on the Masqueraders and High Day the 13th took on the Coven. And how did we go uh, with the first battle? Uh, do we have a card, uh, Joellen, to, to, to reveal who won the first battle? Boom. Quick. Mataza lost. That was a that was a big card, right? Mataza was a big uh well, Yeah, so that's what we were talking that. about with uh with the arcade guys. Mataza had a one of one. That was a red devil cap. Um and in fact mm -hmm. that was a real flex of a card. Um mm -hmm. it had in addition to the red devil cap, it had two cat mask tabbies and it had a redded out devil tail cap. I mean it actually was really well done. Um, but the final vote on it was 94 for quick hide it in your ass against 50 for Mataza. And I do believe that the team owner has finally achieved what they set out to achieve. And that was to get you Arlo Eisenberg to say their name on a, a live broadcast. So well done. Goal achieved. <clears throat> congratulations to quick hide it in your ass and congratulations for winning that round. And as you can see from that card, thank you, Joellen. No, uh, bounties went off in that particular battle. Okay, moving on now to the second fight, which saw the Odd Squad taking on Make Love Not War. And the winner! Make Love Not War! So the, uh, and this is, this is a very decisive victory here. Um, Make Love Not War had a total of 102 votes against 42 votes for the odd squad. Um, so people love the story of make love, not war here in the midst of all the, the drug wars and the real life wars. Um, this plea from this card for peace and love. Um, it's kind of an anti-war message with the two couples, the two lovely couples featured on the cover, the Siren and Tabby couples. Um, people really, really responded to that. And so very, very big win for mm -hmm. make love, not war. Congratulations. Yeah, big score difference there. That was a complete there. blowout, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, Is that know, the biggest margin we've seen so far, Jesse? Um, I'd have to double check on the data if we can get a seeker fact checker on it, but I'm pretty sure it's probably at least, if not the top, it's definitely in the top two, three. So mm -hmm. very well there. done. Big win. Okay, mm -hmm. moving on to the third, uh, the third battle, which saw Ruby's finest hour take on the Masqueraders. And did we see a bounty in this round? The winner was the, the Masqueraders. Congratulations, Masqueraders. Arlo, how did we go with the scores on this one? Um, some interesting things to note. We, these are two uh, kingpins up against mm -hmm. each other, two DRX sets. So each one of them have chosen to curate a collection based on one of each of the characters. Um, the Masqueraders, you could see, took it down with the the Jason mask and knife combo on each one of those characters. So really, pretty pretty tough task there to coordinate that. Um, nice job, and they were they were rewarded. Um, not near nearly as decisive as the last matchup, but they mm -hmm. won by uh, a score of eighty three against sixty two for Ruby's mm -hmm. finest hour. And Ruby's finest hour was, was part of the Tyler's Trait Alliance. So all ruby slippers with the blue sock, really one of the more rare traits in the entire collection, but it was not enough to defeat the Masqueraders. Yes, yeah, so quite a decisive win. So uh, interesting uh, turn of events. And 
you know, every time I see one of these cards come up, it reminds me of, you know, how close these things are. You know, the next round is going to be thrilling. So many good teams up against so many other good teams. I, I just think by the time we get into the boss rounds and beyond, it's going to be almost impossible to pick which team you think has done a better job. Uh, you know, really, really impressive. Certainly things aren't going to get any easier. And, you know, we're almost all the way through every single matchup from the first round, all 64 teams, all 32 matchups. And we've only given out one bounty so far. Only mm -hmm. one bounty has been claimed. Mm -hmm. uh, all the other double agents uh, must have, or not must have, at this point, it's pretty clear, all the other double agents won their matchups. Um, so they will carry their bounties secretly into the second round. Um, of course, all the double agents were randomly assigned. So the double agents don't even know that they're double agents yet. Uh, yes. But we do have one more matchup um, from the first round in Division 4B. Okay, here we go. The final battle between High Day the 13th and the Coven. And the winner is... Oh. Ooh, bounty! High day the 13th takes out a double agent. Finally, another double agent gets taken down, yes, and gives up their bounty, this time a Buzzy. Um, a Buzzy. Yep. Buzzy, wow, that's a, a buzzy pretty cool. Heidi mm -hmm. the 13th. Uh, guys, another another really uh, wide margin of victory here. Heidi um, the 13th had 103 votes against 42 votes for the Coven. Um mm -hmm. And the Coven was one, you, you can't see it now uh, because they've been thoroughly <laughs> wiped out. But the Coven <laughs> had all green hat, green hats with the pentagon, pentagram trait, mm -hmm. which I, I really quite liked. And the name and the lore was cool. But Heidi the 13th, one of two teams in this, in this very division, the 4B, that features all um, Jason masks. And of course, you know, it's hard to be a really nicely curated card, but especially when you have a cute, uh, a clever name that makes a, a drug reference in drug receipts mm -hmm. um, or a reference just had a lot going for it. It did have a lot going for it. And, uh, you know, the Jason Mars, such an interesting trait. We don't see as much of it as I think we should. And uh, it's definitely a, a, a trait of interest, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Yeah, definitely uh, something that, um, will prove to be very seasonal uh, as we mm -hmm. move closer to Halloween. Um, but so that now, now that we've made it through all of the, uh, the matchups from the first round, now we can, now we know for sure that two double agents were defeated. So two, but two uh, um, bounties were claimed. That means two of the remaining double agents move on into the next round. So there will be six double agents in total in the next round of competition. Let's Trevor, go. Yeah, the very, the very cool way to show. Sex. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to get gangster. You know, I'm yeah. trying to. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling. I'm cool. feeling the West Side flow. So should we uh, preview the? Oh, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Is that <laughs> Jesse's face? If there was a, if there was a 3D avatar of a cringe emoji, it would, have, it would, it would look exactly like that. She wasn't okay. feeling the Australian. He wasn't feeling the, the West Side. Middle-aged white Australian West Side. Middle-aged guy with the mum borrowed Harley Davidson glasses, trying to do gangster rap hands. I, I, th I thought you pulled it, it doesn't off. Doesn't get any lamer than that. No, it doesn't get Pretty any lamer cool. than that. 
I definitely have a lame streak inside of me that gets out every now and again. Uh, and I'm we not love it. You look it. good. Got the dad gene. The, the dad line. That's yeah. the dad line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my son's going to watch this and he's going to be have a face exactly like Jesse yeah. when he sees it. All right. Uh, so let's get into um, some of the highlights before we kick off the round of 32. I, uh, I really wanted to showcase some of the better propaganda because I really feel like some of the teams that were about to show their propaganda again, for those who missed it first time maybe, uh, really deserved the, the 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 shout out and the the limelight. They've put so much effort into this propaganda. It blows our minds every time we see what the community is producing. And some of the teams have been knocked out, and we won't be seeing any more propaganda from them, which is a bit of a shame. But in retrospective, here's a recap of some of the highlights from the propaganda in the round of sixty four. Let's check it out. Absolutely. One of my favorites, really. This this um, was a Lady Hayes uh, design, I believe, and she absolutely killed it. I mean, this this legit looks like a poster. Mm -hmm. it Wait, is. Are you saying Lady Hayes did this graphic for uh, the, the team owner? Yeah, and it, it was really awesome because, as, as you guys know, uh, Acro is now part of the mm -hmm. uh, curtain behind the scenes so in his place we got a new uh member into drug receipts lady that hayes has emerged mm -hmm. she cool. has um and that was a lot of how it's a really cool lore and it just shows how awesome our community is but she had made some propaganda for a couple of kingpins and they paid her back in receipts and with that she was able to build a team and start a collection cool. so um, really, really awesome, awesome, awesome part of uh, the drug receipts lore and our community history. That's great. Here's, I love that here's, here's the, 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 the intrigue behind the backstory. Will there be a Lady Hayes acrothetics kind of thing happening here? You know, that's what I want to know. Where do we end up from here? Where do we go? Where do we go from here? Okay, next up, what have we got, Joellen? <laughs> <laughs> Dad's army. Okay, someone explain this. Someone okay. over the age of 35 explain this to me. <laughs> explain it to me like I'm five. So this is a reference to the TV show that I talked about, uh, which is probably lost on many of the American uh, and younger members of our audience. But there was a classic British TV show called Dad's Army, and this propaganda pulls out some of the classic characters and their uh, particular kind of catch prize or you know that some of the lines that they were famous for, for saying in the show so it was a very clever piece of propaganda that possibly doxed the age of the owner of this team and potentially was lost on some of the uh the audience but i thought it was very clever and i was a big fan of dad's army i think i actually took them out too which i was unfortunate for them <laughs> also okay also uh, a demonstration of what you can do with the uh, the drug inspector you know get all mm -hmm. the transparent pngs of your characters use them you know repurpose them with photo editing software and create something like that really cool and you can also download um all the drug wars assets directly from the drug wars website it's in the drop down menu just go to uh drug wars propaganda and it'll be an instant download that gives you a zip file that has logos has little pfp avatars you can use so yeah if you have it's all there go download your your propaganda assets it's all there it's all there for you we've tried to give you as much help as we possibly can to level the playing field 
but there are the lady hazers out there that uh, that are obviously uh, have some skills that they can uh, deploy well in this competition. But it doesn't stop at simple JPEGs, ladies and gentlemen. There were some amazing video production uh, that, that took place in the propaganda. And, you know, this stuff really blows my mind. This is where people are spending real significant time putting their propaganda together. So let's have a look at some of the more notable ones. Make love, not war. It's oh, excellent. Nicely. It's, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the highlight of that piece of content. It's great. It's so cool that that's uh, that's part of this game. Uh, the next one, so and make love not war made it through. That was one of the landslide decisions that we just saw, right from the uh, mm -hmm. uh, from a, from the previous round. So it's it, it's it's uh, hats off to them for for really putting in the extra mile there. Okay, what's next in the list of fancy propaganda? What do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. The Pinky and the Brain. Yes, Pinky and the Brain. One is a genius, the other's insane. The laboratory mice, the genes have despised. The Pinky, the Pinky and the Brain. Brain, 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 brain. So cool. Uh, so good. Yeah, excellent propaganda. Uh, speaks for itself. We don't need to talk it up too much. Uh, they're also still in the game, right? Pinkies in the brain got through. Yep. Uh, yep let's have a look at the next one. Uh, thank you, Joellen. Oh, I love this one. Jamie, I'm so sad. I'm so sad, so sad when you uh, got knocked out, but you are still playing the game of our hearts. Oh. And for that, you are a winner. <laughs> How beautiful. That might be the team that might be the team that Pinky's in the brain took out. I think I think she was up against one of Nicely's teams. I don't know if it was that yeah. one, but yeah. Tough yeah. battle, but great propaganda, really nicely curated card, and definitely worth run around the block. So thank you for showing us that, Joellen. Uh next one is Oh uh, yeah, the good, the, good old postcard. This is the piece de resistance, isn't it? This is the Yep. Uh, Mr. Elby, yeah, great, great, uh, really prolific propaganda from Mr. Elby uh, and looking forward to seeing more coming because those guys definitely uh, cleared through into the next round. Love the details on there. I just noticed that Hang In There was one of the graphics on the plane. That's an old Franco shade uh, or ghost graphic. I hadn't never noticed that before. Really cool. Lot, lots of details on, on this. Nice job, Mr. Elby. Uh, the tabby there that's the statue of liberty we statue call it. of liberty thank you <laughs> uh but yes the statue of liberty tabby very cool okay Amazing. sorry moving on beware misinformation and the covid oh so good 
So good. I think this is uh, from one of our more notable skeptics in the community. Uh, mm -hmm. As you can see, you guys have some really good guidelines here on the right side. Recognize biases, use reliable sources, and vaccinate your mind. Um, I really, really love this because this really, I think, gets at the heart of the philosophy, really, of uh, drug receipts. Mm -hmm. And we don't yeah. really get to see a lot of that. So this yeah. is also skeptical propaganda through and through. I love it. Yeah, I love how uh, people have used this competition and this campaign to bring attention to different aspects, right? It's not just necessarily about talking up their team. There were teams that were that came with a message, you know, and that's definitely one of them. So, uh, so really cool. What have we got next? Oh, man, this one's really awesome. Uh, I think when humanity uh, is destroyed as we know it and an archaeologist digs this up, they're going to have like a million questions. <laughs> but this is one of my favorites from um, our Tyler Shields Maxi uh, root drip. So this was a Very really cool. creative way to pretty much cover all bases or all regions of propaganda in one fine swoop. Definitely. All right, moving on. Nice, nice work there. We've got some... Uh... Some others to show, some some familiar ones as well that I'm sure some of the um, teams that are starting to emerge with their own kind of identities and brands and things uh, that are happening through this competition. This is definitely one of them came in with a big, big bang. So let's have a look at this one. Attention, citizens of the drug receipt community. The floodgates have opened. The games have begun. Drug war, which drug war that you don't need guns for? Because that's the way there's a drug store. And then you kind of kind of went in so much more when you can edit that as you wanted to think. Right. It's a drug war. Big fan. <laughs> so so right. awesome that we have not one but two massive anthems that were delivered so far. And we who knows what's coming down the pipe right, uh, in the drug wars. It's so awesome. Uh, and I'm sure they, those tunes will live on in our community far beyond drug wars and i'm sure every time we start the competition again back they'll come i know i'll be using them for our show intros and things so unless somebody produces something better the challenge is thrown not better necessarily if they produce something else oh, we have because when no cap came out with their track it wasn't necessarily better than yeah, nicely no, it, was it was just another great drug wars track we're just no, building right. the catalog yes you're right imagine that the drug receipts greatest hits NFT, which was an, is an album of all of the drug receipts anthems that, that are produced over the next however long, six months, two years. That's an NFT that I would love to buy. All right. And thanks to the technologies in Web3 and blockchain, everyone will be able to receive royalties for their track. <laughs> oh, Brooke Howard Smith is back in the in the, uh, in the the podcast. Um, okay. Yeah, and, 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 you know, guys, really the thing about Web3 NFTs is it gives the users a sense of like, uh, real ownership in in their catalogs. It's really, really exciting stuff, guys. Really, really exciting. Wow. Okay. Uh, nice. Yep. Beautifully done. Okay. Uh, never Love never ceases to, to miss an opportunity there. And I, don't, I, I wonder if Brooke will even go back and watch that. Maybe somebody can clip that little bit out. And share it. Uh, now, the next, the next few that I'm going to show were actually calls and responses or teams that were taking on each other. Uh, which was really cool to see the propaganda spilling into the actual battle itself, not just about promoting a team or a cause, but it was actually a bit of a call and response. 
Oh, it's like a B-grade horror movie up in your face. It's so good. I really so do have a good. soft spot for that team. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it, it, they went up. It was two battles head to head. So here's what the other team that that uh, that that team were battling came up with around about the same time it dropped. No big deal. Living in the city. No big deal. You gotta have a heart made of U.S. steel. If the crack don't get you, then the hookers will. You're a dead meat slime bag. Beautiful, beautiful. It just makes you want to stock up on masks, you know? <laughs> anyway. oh, there's definitely something in that Jason Mars trade, isn't there? Definitely something. Uh, yeah, crazy battle, like two kind of evil, dark, mysterious, uh, you know, scary teams battling each other. What are the chances, you know? And that's one of the... That's what, yeah, that's one of the cool things about the you know having the teams randomly randomly assigned uh, is you end up with mm -hmm. sometimes interesting matchups like that that almost had kind of like the horror theme with the, mm -hmm. the Coven on one side with the pentagram hats and then the Jason masks on the other side and then uh, the High Day of Thirteenth coming through with that epic response uh, in their propaganda taking out the Coven which actually is how things ended up playing out in real life High Day of Thirteenth took out the Coven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but and, be uh, curious to see what matchups we end up with in the next round. What other kind of like cool pairings? Yeah, uh, it's 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 awesome. It's, it's sad to see uh, Fletch, you know, who doxed himself in the video. So I'm happy to say Fletch, one of his teams got knocked out, and you know, such great propaganda. So losing that that gem to the competition is is, is sad. But then you see all of these teams that are producing propaganda. I really feel like the next round and the rounds after that, we're just going to see this level up, level up, level up of propaganda. I can't wait. It's going to be so cool. So I'll tell you some, something else about that is right. It's because as the competition gets more and more stiff, and I know that when I go into the battle arena and I see two cards and it's hard for me to choose, I'm like, man, these both look really good. So I'm like, well, let me read the lore again and like see, you know, which lore kind of like moves me. But you're going to start looking for kind of like these ways to sway you mm -hmm. one way or the other. It's like, oh, well, uh, so-and-so did just come out with that rad propaganda. You know, I think they kind of deserve this round. Mm -hmm. So the propaganda is going to become, I think, really, really important the, the further we go. Definitely. Yeah, especially when the rounds down the line start, you know, lasting longer than 24 hours mm -hmm. um, where people have more time to uh, create and and you know what's the word propagate their propaganda mm -hmm. <laughs> um it's going to get yeah. really fierce but that's where i think we're really going to see the magic of the uh, and the spirit of the propaganda so very exciting stuff it's also we people will now understand who they're battling and they've got a view of it ahead of time right so now people can predict i know that i'm roughly three four days or a week away and i'm battling this team so there's gonna we're gonna start seeing a lot more of what i'm what we're about to see now which is two teams kind of battling each other, not only in the battle arena, but also on socials with their propaganda. So
good. You know what? I've seen that. I've, I must have watched that clip. I don't know, at least a dozen times now because I, I really loved it. I really, really loved it. And I just saw something for the first time. Did anybody else notice the line on the first, you know, where she she uh, <laughs> she kills the Cap character from the Johnniest? And it says, imagine being stabbed while gagging on an emotion, on an egg. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. It's part of our lore. Yeah. It's, no. it's not going away. Oh, dear. Uh-oh, my Mac's telling me it's going to sleep soon. How long have I got? Oh, we're down to 10%. Okay, let's move quickly. So in that battle, obviously there is a team call out. They're going straight after each individual character. No holds barred. And so it couldn't go unanswered by the opposition who came up with this clip in response. That's a response right there. The response. Uh, and while we were watching that, I realized that that was the clip that got canned because of that clip. And now we just oh, now we just it again. Yeah, now we just flagged our, our sorry, uh, podcast. Yeah, sorry, Don. Oh, well. So you got to watch these things live, people, or you might miss the opportunity yeah. because we're here at Drug Races. We're always living on the edge of censorship. Uh. It's true. It's true. You know what? Um, real quick, I know the um, the owner of that team. If they are willing to put it on the Discord, they made an, an amazing two second clip that also served as propaganda. That mm -hmm. was uh, against the killer pills. That was really funny, involving uh, a hammer. So, would love to see that in the Discord if possible. But no big deal. Um, guys, we hit the two hour mark. What the hell? Perfect timing as well. Uh, that's the end of the recap. All we need to do now is talk a little bit more about what's happening uh, as we move into the round of 32. So, uh, as everybody can see from the battle card, uh, it's 1A and 1B. 
then it'll be 2A and 2B, 3A and 3B, 4A and 4B as we move through the next round of battles. There will be four matchups in, the, in that order every 24 hours over the course of four days. So the round of 32 is going to be quick. It's four days. Uh, so you can't muck about. And the first battles, as you can see on the screen right now, are Tabby and the Underlords taking on Serengeti out of here or out of here. Verde's Vixens are taking on Pocket Rockets. The Johnniest taking on Airless Glory Limited. The Floor Swept Sicarios taking on Freed from Addiction. Wow, some big teams going head-to-head -head in this uh, first round. What do you guys think of the Division 1A and 1B combination? Are we able to um, are we able to share a screen? Can Dawn share a screen so we can look at the matchups? Mm. Dawn. Last time we tried to do it, it didn't go that well. I don't think Dawn can hear the actual podcast because there seemed to be no relationship between what was happening on screen, but we'll give it a shot. Um, so as you can see up there, we've go. got, yeah, Tabby and the Underlords taking on Serengeti out of here. So a couple of interesting things you'll notice about this, uh, this slate of matchups is there are two matchups in here that feature the underwear trait prominently. So Tabby and the Underlords is one of them. And then one of the other matchups we'll see is another one that has uh, the underwear trait is featured prominently right there, Pocket Rockets. So kind of interesting to have them all in the same, uh, in the same matchup here. Um, if we can go back to the third one, <laughs> go back to the first one. Yeah, real quick. Oh, I'm making it really hard for our, for our board op here. Um, so in the first one, Tabby and the Underlords, and then verse oh, ah! Jesse. that was Jesse's Sarah little moment. Here. She missed it. Um, sorry if this is confusing, <laughs> but no, it's okay. Uh, I'm I'm letting Don know when to skip and when to uh, go back to the battle. In the oh, I got you. I got you. Cool. Okay, so yeah, as we said, we're in the second round now. So there, there are everything gets harder from here on out. These are all teams that have won at least one matchup or that won their first matchup. So, you know, already these are all battle tested and the, um, the, the curated teams are getting better and better. So on all these, uh, you know, go through, check the lore, um, Verde's Vixens versus Pocket Rockets. We've got a, a uh, um, team Tabby, um, versus a curated team. That's got, uh, two versions of the blue backgrounds. And, uh, as we mentioned, a couple of underwear traits, but so, Right, two two different two different ways of interpreting a uh, a pocket rocket. Um, the Johnniest here on the left is uh, against Airless Glory Limited. So we we pointed out how the uh, the underwear traits features in a couple of these. Um, but another thing that you'll notice is that how some of these teams end up matched up uh, with really similar uh, color palettes and curation. Both these teams using the white frame um, featuring the 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 pinks um it's you know i don't want to sound like broken record just saying that they're they're nicely curated that they're nice teams at this point it's kind of what you expect um so yeah but what's really cool about that um those two teams in particular is that there is a lot of skate lore and skate history uh mm -hmm. between those teams so that's what's lighting you know, i think really stand out about this round mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah. how the lightest match up 
Yeah. So we just saw the, the propaganda from the Johnniest and yeah, a lot of skating references in there. All the, the team are each one of the members on the team of the Johnniest like is named after basically kind of a, a famous skater. Um, Air, Airless Glory Limited is a reference to the company that Brooke and I had Senate, you know, the biggest skating accessories company for uh, rollerblading, aggressive inline skating. Um, and that that speaks right back to our, our history together. Um, so definitely check out the lore on both of those. And if we notice that the white frames and the, the pink motif kind of both these teams match here, when we go to the next one, we'll see a similar dynamic where you have two teams that match with the, uh, the purples. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. for whatever that's worth. This one. Yeah, a very tough with, battle on this one. That this is very a very tough battle. Uh, we're going to see some propaganda from one of these teams here before we close out. Um, but so I guess I won't comment too much on it. The The team on the right has, it's almost like a subtle flex because you don't really notice it right away. They're not like one of ones. It's not cat mask trait. It's not ruby red slippers, but all the celestial traits actually rank pretty highly. So I think three of those, four of those are probably in the top uh, 1000, which is not a bad little flex. Mm -hmm. um, but as we've said, you know, many times, you really don't need to count on rank in order to be successful in this competition. You can do what floor swept Sicarios has done and just curate based on traits and colors and write good lore. Um, and you're in the game. It's really, it's really about how well you put the whole package together. Uh, and people can appreciate, uh, you know, thoughtful design. He, he did, uh, or they did have one um, highly ranked. It was in the top thousand. Which one was it? The cap, the cash cap. Let's see it. Uh, which is the cap holding uh, on a pink background, holding the uh, money bag up in the top. Oh, and right it's got a gold crown. Yeah, it's got of the course. gold crown. Cool. Yeah, so again, nice. the, the, those sort of royal or celestial traits do rank yep. quite highly so floor swept sicarios yeah not not leaning into any particular uh flex in terms of characters or or, or nfts takes on a, a a really well curated team here uh that, that that's matched up quite nicely and some excellent propaganda as you pointed out Lalo, and i think we are going to share a little bit of propaganda from that particular team and does that bring us to the end of the podcast do we it need does. to remind everybody about the prize pool and things? I think everybody kind of knows pretty well now what's up for grabs. thousand dollars USD. 20, 20 the title of Warlord. And as you've seen, you, you don't have to you don't have to wait till the end to find out where the prizes are going, or you don't have to wait till the end to earn a prize. Uh, mm -hmm. one of our um, one of our drug snugglers picked up a prize this evening just for taking out a double agent. Mm -hmm. um, anybody that votes on the competition, you don't even have to be in the competition to, to win a prize. If you place a vote, every single vote that you place in the drug wars enters you into a lottery to win a fluff. So at the end of this competition, someone, uh, whether they're in the contest or not, will win a fluff just for voting. So get out there, encourage people to come in and vote. If you're paying attention, if you're watching, make sure you're getting in and voting every day. We have four matchups a day. Vote on each one of them. Uh, read the lore, look at the curation, look for the propaganda, um, you know, cast, cast with your heart, make sure that you are making your votes count. Uh, people are putting a lot of hard work into these things. And for your troubles, you will be entered into a, a lottery to win a fluff. Very good. So far, it's been epic. It's only going to get better. I can't wait. We will see you again. Are we doing this again tomorrow? Are we back on to our daily recaps as we go through the, uh, the round of 32? So we will see you again 
on the same bat channel, same bat station at whatever our usual bat time is. Uh, for the daily recap, good luck to the teams that are battling it out in the first round of 32. And here to close us out is some propaganda from that last fight that we were just looking at. Thank you, everyone. Hope you all made it through to the end. I keep talking to God, but he don't hear me. And my demons are there, always listening. I get lost in the dark, drowning in whiskey. And I went in so far, you say you miss me. I'm on a ship in a bottle, so say goodbye at the shore. Break the glass, so you'll find me. I'm not who I was before. Close my eyes in the darkness and hold on through the storm. I'm a wreck in a bottle, I wasn't built for a war. There's church pews, bright lights, whiskey glasses. Bottles of booze make short days turn long nights. The bottle, the Bible, I didn't know what to choose. I pray.